Welcome to Bipolar Inquiry, drafting and crafting bipolar consciousness since 2016 by philosophizing, relanguaging, and harvesting mania's special messages, meaning visions, extraordinary experiences, ideas, insights, superpowers, possibilities, synchronicity, and parallel worlds. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information discussed on the show is not medical advice. Now, let's get started with this episode. part of embodying mania is that by practicing these manic traits it actually creates new neural pathways in the brain and this is just related to the principle of neuroplasticity and how the brain changes with experience it makes logical sense that by practicing manic traits just being mindful mindfully manic um, I like that. By being mindfully manic, the brain changes towards that. And maybe eventually one day it changes so close to how the brain was when a person was in mania and actually experiencing those traits. It's like it creates a holographic imprint in the brain. And one day we can move towards that with practice. It gives us a taste of that which is possible, which is an act of grace. And on the same side, it gives us a taste of what's possible in terms of scary crap. And um, it's almost, to me, like a warning. Like, get with the manic program, or it's not going to be good. I don't know if that's true. A manic monologue is not healthy. So to be in mania by oneself, in basically a monologue, attempting to have dialogue with people who aren't quite at the same speed, uh, eventually a person, once they go into a monologue, they probably tumble into psychosis or perhaps depression. Most people, from what I understand, spend a lot of time in depression, not so much time in mania. And that's likely a good thing, because mania can be dangerous. The point of practicing mania and get it, getting it actually neurologically practiced in the brain, is so that's really real, is really, really you. And so it's not like, oh, it's this version of you that is not really you. You practice towards being actually that. And so it's in the brain structure. And it's not something that just sort of happened due to having a lot of energy and the energy going into expressing all these untapped traits. The point is to tap into them and not buy into the story that you're deficient in some way. It's important and part of the purpose is to invite some of that potential out. So the potential came out, now it can be invited out again. Come out and play. And I feel like some of them are new human capabilities and capacities. They're, they're gifts. 
most skills we have to practice in order to master and with mania it's like we're given the skill without mastering it and then usually it's taken away because it's only with the state of mania that the skill is there or the trait or the potential or the attribute or the strength but it also gives us the opportunity to see what things that we can actually um, embody it's almost it is backwards in a way perhaps a person picks up a guitar or perhaps perhaps a person hears a, an incredible guitar player and then they think oh I want to play a guitar like that because I saw someone else doing it and then they pick up the guitar and they really suck they realize wow I'm gonna have to practice a lot and really get the skill of my fingers my hands my brain my body to play like that with mania it almost feels like I tried on the instrument of the best version of me and then since I'm not really that it just came out of nowhere I can decide well I kinda liked that so I'm gonna practice that I'm gonna move towards that and maybe one day I will be that instrument I will be the best instrument version of myself versus the self that I am that I'm not skillfully playing I'm not skillfully playing the role of the best me I can be and mania showed me that and I could be really depressed about the fact that I had it and then it went or I can practice to me that would be like saying I saw someone play guitar really well so I should be able to play it and with mania that's not how it works at least in my feeling part of the deception of mania is that it feels like I can do everything now I just have to look at something and it'll be done and one of the reasons I feel that this is is that that dimension is has an element of eternity or timelessness like all time is now and if all time is now well why can't it happen now it feels like it is now it feels like it's happening right now and that's all great until I come back to regular consciousness and I feel like oh there's actually linear time happening here and that's the way things unfold is linearly in time when I was early in my rediscovery recreation journey I was actually quite happy to play the role of token crazy person in my family 
and I decided to play it up and act in the spirit of crazy and I even thought the universe has nominated me to play crazy person and and I get to play a different game now than people in consensus reality. Another way of reframing it is to think I'm a puppet of the universe and sometimes I get the wrong script. Sometimes I get a different script. Another reframe around hallucinations and delusions is people just can't see what I see. Thank you for listening to Bipolar Inquiry. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, use your voice, craft your consciousness, embody your potential, enter a quantum paradigm. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information in this show is not medical advice. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.